Welcome to Couch Buddies. I'm Kia. I'm Michelle. And today we are talking about the Netflix original Set It Up. Set It Up is a 2018 film. It stars Zoe Dutch, Glenn Powell, Lucy Liu, and Tay Diggs. It was directed mm-hmm. by Claire Scanlon, right, uh, written by Katie Silberman. Uh, it has an IMDb score of 6.5 out of 10. And you ready for this one? A Rotten Tomatoes of 90%. Really? Shocking. I... I- I was flabbergasted my when brain, I found that out. My brain literally stopped working for a second when you said 90%. I, I went and looked, too, and it is actual reviews. Um, most of them said kind of the same thing, which is, this is good for a cliched rom-com. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just more positive than negative, I guess. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people say they felt like it was a really big throwback to the 90s rom-com, and I get that. Very much so. Yeah. So, um, Zoe Dutch... Uh, the big thing you and I would know her for Ringers. is she was the, the daughter on the show Ringer, which was a Sarah Michelle Gellar show that was on for two years. And Yoan Griffith. Yoan Griffith was in it. Uh, uh, it, was only, it was only on for one season. Two, it? It had two seasons. Maybe it only had one. Whatever. Uh, you're right. It only had, had one. one. It had one, but it's, it crosses two years because yeah. it's whatever. But yeah. So, so yeah, Christopher Palaha was in it. Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar played two roles. Mm-hmm. We really enjoyed it because we, we both did. watched it, but not everybody. <laughs> that was not everybody's it, cup of tea. It tapped in to that like monkey part of my brain, mm-hmm. you know, like the monkey like pushing the button like for serotonin. Yeah. Um. Of it's like it's a there's a mystery happening. Like there's a mystery to be solved. It's like y'all yeah. know. Like it all ties back to 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 Bridget, but you'd want to know how. How? Yeah. They're not Bridget, but Siobhan. Yeah. Sorry, I Always. forgot. I forgot which sister was which for a second. Um, <laughs> That's understandable. But also, but also, it's like, it's like Sarah Michelle Gellar and Yoan Griffith. I'm mean, like, come on! I will put two of them in anything, and I will watch it. <laughs> Pretty uh, much. If um, you have, if you haven't watched, set it up. I'll go ahead and get this in real quick. If you haven't watched, set it up. The uh, the synopsis is. In desperate need of a break from the office, two beleaguered assistants team up to trick their workaholic bosses into falling in love. Yep. That's what happens. And shenanigans. Shenanigans, yeah. Just, um, the other thing, Zoe Dutch, by the way, uh, the bigger thing that you probably know for now is she was in Disaster Artist. Yeah. Which was such a huge thing. I didn't watch it, but it was a huge thing. <laughs> on on the surface level, I don't like James Franco enough. Yeah, I understand that. Um... On the deeper level, I don't give a shit about Tommy Wiseau in the room. I think we all feel that way. So, I'm like, oh. I am not going to torture myself with a movie about an awful movie. Well, then Glenn Powell is the other lead in this movie. And <laughs> you and I... Chad Radwell! We have a history, yeah. <laughs> with loving and hating him at the same time. Because he played Chad Radwell on Scream Queens. Oh, man. And... He was Emma Roberts' character's boyfriend. Yes. And we, the, he was an idiot. Like, I loved him. He, like, the, like, king douche of, of like, the douchiest, like, frat guy kind of, like, yeah. frat boy type, like, stereotypical characters. Yeah. But so dumb. Like, well, like, dumber than a bag of hammers. Yeah. And since then, he's gone on to be, like, 
Uh, oh man, he was in Hidden Figures. Yeah, he was in Hidden Figures. He um, was in Guernsey yeah, Literary I, I and Potato, uh, Potato Peel Pie Society. Yeah, That's a Ger- hard thing to say. The Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. Yeah, I have been. I have watched that movie quite a few times. Dozzy and Juliet are going on my list. So, <laughs> but like he's he's done some yeah some things I, since then. Like as, as much as like his character of Mark in Guernsey. Like as much as he's just sort of he. He's an obstacle to be overcome, basically. But, like, he's so damn good. Like, he's just so charming and just effortless. But you and I always, he will always be Chad Radwell. Absolutely. Always. (laughs) It's it's so weird because, like, I'm. It's weird to be like, I'm so glad he's doing things that are serious. And in this movie, he's really fun in this movie. He is. Without being a complete idiot. Yes. But, and then, of course, there's Lucy Liu and Tay Diggs, who I think everybody knows. Yes. If I have to explain who they are, then I'm really questioning why you're listening to this podcast. But uh, well, I mean, Tay, like everybody would know, like Lucy, Lucy Liu. Liu and Tay Diggs was in Rent. He's been in oh God, uh, pr- Private Practice. Yes, um, I mean, he, to me, he's Tay Diggs. So I was like, uh, how can you not know who this beautiful man is? Like, yeah, to me, like the the buck starts and stops with he was in the original cast of Rent. Exactly, and so like that that's all anybody needs to know. I he also and Menzel have a child together. Yes. Um, there you go. He, one of my favorite things he's ever done is like a two or three episode run of, he was a guest on Will and Grace. He played mm-hmm. a guy that Will really wanted to date. He, his character. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, know. yeah. He, uh, his character, whose name I cannot remember at all, but his character is Canadian and he's going to be deported back to Canada because his, uh, because his visa is about to expire. And, but Will really wants to date him. And and so Grace, who's just gone through a divorce, like for Will, marries this man so that Will can date him. Makes sense. And then it turns out he's a complete another utter garbage person. <laughs> so that's one of like my favorite things Tay Dix has ever yeah, done. So, it's hilarious. So we both really love Tay Dix. Um, yeah. Now the director and the writer of this movie, it's it's kind of interesting. They're the director Claire Scanlon has mostly directed like TV shows, that, mm-hmm. especially ones that you and I watch. She directed five episodes of Brooklyn Nine Nine, Royt, uh, and several episodes of Blackish. She's a comedy editor, is what mm-hmm. she's lar- largely known for. Mm-hmm. And then Katie Silberman. This was the first uh, feature length film she wrote. Mm-hmm. She wrote some shorts before that. But the other thing she wrote, which is a a movie called Isn't It Romantic, which I really want to see and haven't seen yet. It's, uh, it's, oh my word, I can see here, Rebel Wilson. It's a Rebel oh. Wilson and, uh... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah! And, uh, uh, the other brother. Not Thor, but the other brother. Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> that one. The other one. The one who's married to Miley. That one. <laughs> you say the other brother, and, like, I immediately started running through. I was like, like, famous brothers. It's like, Franco's, Jonas's, who are we talking about? Hemsworth's. Hemsworth's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's married to, or she... Uh, she is, he's like the, I guess, romantic interest in that. Yeah. But uh, from the trailer, Tom Ellis is in it too. Like, he's like the attractive doctor who's there when she wakes up in this La La Land. And you've you've said the magic word. Tom Ellis is the one from Lucifer, right? I'm yeah. Not, okay, so I got that. Tom I was like, Ellis, I thought that yeah. was it was. Yeah. Lucifer, Miranda. He's, he's like the attractive doctor in the room and like yeah. all that kind of stuff. So, so I'm interested in seeing that movie after, see, especially after seeing this. 
which is such a throwback rom-com because isn't it romantic the whole thing is she wakes up and realizes that all of a sudden life has become a rom-com and she has no idea how to feel about this because like she has this beautiful gorgeous apartment now and this beautiful gorgeous man except for she doesn't get to spend the night with him because it's a pg-13 rom-com so she they go to bed together and they wake up and he's coming out of the shower wow <laughs> in the trailer she's like what but we just Huh? This just kind of broke my brain a little bit. I knew of the movie, but I didn't know these details. It looks hysterical, and so I'm going to have to watch it. I just haven't done it yet. But, but yeah, so those, they're coming into this with a very comedy and and rom-com base. Right. Which I think is pretty obvious in a lot of the stuff that happens in this movie. Um, Oh, the other thing I had written down, the audience Rotten Tomatoes score for this movie is a 69%. So, the critics being 90%, I think, is a bit misleading. Yeah, because the audience is, is is a 69%, and I think that's much more accurate Yeah, to this movie. Uh, I will also say I watched this before we watched it for this. I watched it ages ago, and I remembered it being better than it was. <laughs> I'll put, put it that way. I blocked out the first 15 minutes of the movie, like, okay. or at least the elevator portion of the 15 minutes of the movie. I entirely blocked that out and forgot it was in it. So I apologize the for ele- not warning you. The elevator, I wanted to go throw myself into traffic. I genuinely forgot that part was in this movie or I would have warned you about it. Because I, like, genuinely when it starts happening in the movie, and they're like, we'll set him up in an elevator. I went, wait, what? But no, they set him up at the... Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, I forgot about this part entirely. Yeah, they're... Because I think this movie has a lot going for it. It just has to go weird ways a couple of times, and I don't get why. Yeah, it just goes... It goes to weird places A couple of times, yeah. Not not so much unexpectedly. It's like... Like, out of nowhere. Yeah. Like... The the elevator scene particularly is the one I'm thinking of. That just like, wait, what? Why is this even a thing? Okay, I will say... As much as I hate the elevator scene, it did give us Titus Burgess's creepy Tim. And that is fun. And I I have not watched uh, I haven't I haven't seen like the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt mm-hmm. or anything like that, but I love and adore Titus Burgess. Um like I first became aware of who Titus Burgess is was because um Oh god, this had to have been back in like two thousand eight. The BBC BBC radio put on like a Disney concert. Mm-hmm. And had uh, like, and I know of this because Josh Groban hosted it, and so I downloaded it from somewhere. But like, they've got like they've got part of like the original Broadway cast of the um, uh, the original Broadway cast of the Little Mermaid musical uh-huh. there, and but like they didn't have everybody, and so like Adam Pascal subs in as Triton for something. And um, and then later, because, you know, they're all doing Dizzy songs, Titus Burgess is singing Bare Necessities. And it is the most joyous I have ever felt in my life. <laughs> and I just, like, if Titus, like, Titus Burgess is involved, I'm like, my heart is full of happiness. Yeah. And and so, like, the movie itself is, is like you said, it's, it's about assistants who are overworked and undervalued. Mm-hmm. I would say for sure. Because, like, the movie opens with a montage of assistants who are being... Who are very put upon. Very put upon. Which, as an assistant, that's your job. Right. But, like, some of them are in bed. Some of them are out to dinner when they're getting calls from their boss. Mm-hmm. But then you see those same ones getting to leave work before yeah. our main character's yeah, Charlie Harper. Yeah. It, everybody, you see all, like, all of these assistants mm-hmm. essentially, like, punching the clock and, like... 
walking out of an office and just sort of like huge sighs of relief and like now everybody can smile and like they they're they can go back to being them now and like just you, all of these people walking out of these office buildings and like pan up and there's Harper mm-hmm. like looking below and watching all of these people leave and knowing she's still trapped. Yeah. And she is the assistant to Kirsten mm-hmm. who we find out is a former ESPN reporter now starting her own site. I really like Kirsten as a character. I think mm-hmm. she's a really interesting character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like everything they do with her, but I like most of what yeah. they do with her. And so, but she's a very task mastery boss and she, <sighs> At the, at the very beginning, Harper has to order dinner and then walk the 10,000 steps so that her yeah, trainer she, doesn't Kirst, think- Yeah, Kirsten hands hands Harper a Fitbit and says, here, make sure this says 10,000 steps by tomorrow. I and, don't want my trainer to think I haven't been working out. Basically. Yeah, like I don't want my trainer to think I, I've been slacking in between working out. And so while you just see this, while Harper is on the phone and ordering dinner, she's like jogging around the office and like waving her hands around. She does. Zoe Dutch does such a good job in the comedy yes, of that. Like she really does. That physical comedy is really good. <laughs> like the head, hand over her head, just shaking back and forth. Yes. Whereas I'm like, I know from, from my sister's <laughs> Fitbit, just take a pair of dice and roll them for a yeah, while. And just, be just good. roll dice. Um, but I, I did love the kind of juxtaposition of like her having all of like this movement and all of this action and everything that she's supposed to be doing. And then cut immediately to Charlie waiting outside this exclusive club for Rick and he's just standing there. And because he can't go home. He can't go home because Rick might might still need him. It's like yep. but he can't go in because he's not allowed. He can't even not, go stand in the lobby. Yeah, he can't stand in the lobby. Like and he he can't like be within a certain space of the door because like he gets too close and the like bouncer makes him move. Yeah. And and so you get immediately, you know, what that they are in the same boat, but slightly different Mm -hmm. from like this first interaction that we have between like when Rick comes out, when he comes out of this club and, um, because Charlie, like he's, he's been standing here for God knows how long Mm -hmm. and he, and he's going to be standing here for God knows how much longer after that. Um, since he's just standing there on the sidewalk, he calls his girlfriend. He calls his girlfriend, Suze. And he's trying to, like, you get the idea, like, okay, they had a date and everything. He's but going like, to be late. Yeah, yeah. And he's going to be late. And, and and then all of a sudden, Rick comes out. And without hesitation, without anything, all of a sudden, like, Charlie just goes, whoop, and, like, fucking throws his phone down the street. Because yep. now he has to be ready and at attention to tend to all of Rick's needs. Rick can't even open his own juice. I know. Like, I was like, that's the most unbelievable thing in this movie. Tay Diggs couldn't open a bottle. Like, like really? Yeah. But, but he's on a juice cleanse, so he doesn't want dinner. Only when they get back to the office, he does. Yeah. And, and, of course, it's at a time, like, everything is closed. Yep. Meanwhile, you have Harper downstairs trying to pay for dinner, realizing she did not have any cash. Mm-hmm. So he steals dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie steals dinner. And she ends up talking to him. She goes, there's two dinners in there, mine and hers. Let's just split it. And we can, yeah. please, 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 please. I don't want to die. I don't yeah. want to lose my job. All that kind of stuff. Um and we also get in there uh, the Jerry Olympics thing gets yeah. done too because <laughs> Jerry Olympics uh, because Kirsten mentions that she's still looking for stories for the site. There hasn't been enough stories, 
And Harper, because Harper's thing, the reason Harper works for Kirsten is because she wants to become a writer. She wants to be like mm-hmm. Kirsten. She is passionate about sports. Yes. Like, later on, you see she's trying to do, like, Tinder. And her question when she asks somebody is... Is what sports moments made you cry? Yeah. And and because that's... Mm-hmm. That is... Like, later, even earlier than that, you see her on the couch and she's crying <laughs> watching, watching something. She's watching some football game and just, like, on a couch with her laptop and it's one and she's seen before. Yeah, once she's seen. But but she's crying over the... So she, is, she cries when she's explaining what the Jerry Olympics is. And it's a geriatric Olympics. It's yeah. not a difficult thing to explain. But she... And so she's trying to explain to to Kirsten why it's important and why it matters. And, and Kirsten's kind of like, okay, where's my dinner? Yeah. And so she, that's when she runs out to get the dinner. But so they end up, he, Charlie ends up going, okay, fine. He, they they make the burger into a truffle burger and a truffle mac and cheese burger. And he takes it upstairs. She gets up there with the truffle mac and cheese, just as Kirsten is leaving. Mm -hmm. And so she's, I was like, Hey, at least she got to eat the truffle mac and cheese. Yeah. But and and so Charlie gets to finally go home too. You you see Charlie bolting down the street with a does it with roses <laughs> in his hand. Okay, flowers. And girlfriend's already in bed and she is not getting out of bed. But how is she? I don't understand how she's answering the buzzer in bed. Like if she has the buzzer by her bed, that's interesting. <laughs> that's a whole other <laughs> type of hotel or not hotel, but a place to live. The buzzer's by your bed. But anyway, I thought that was really funny. Yeah. And cause she's like, I'm already in bed and I'm basically asleep. Oh, but, but babe, I can come in and wake you up with <laughs> my penis. But no, you'd be fully awake. I don't mean that. I'd, like I yeah. love, I love the human. Yeah. Like, wait, 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 wait. I need to fix this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you get, and then you get him and his roommate uh, talking and her and her roommate, Becca talking. Oh my God. I love Becca and Mike so goddamn much. They are what I remembered from this movie. Like I, I loved them from moment I, one in this movie. Like immediately. I'm like, I, can we please have more of them in this movie? I yeah. need it. Well, cause like Becca, you find out is, was, was at one point in her life. She was a slag. Uh, yep. And, <laughs> and he's okay with it. He yeah. knows and is fine with it. Cause they mention a guy that they ran into at this party and Harper goes, wait, have you seen him since the, and she does some really horrific hand motion. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then her boyfriend immediately says, oh, since she gave him a low job at this whatever party. And she's like, you told him I tell Mike everything. Yeah. And, and then Mike, like Mike goes to the bedroom to wait for her. And you hear Becca is, is the roommate's name, like you said. And then you hear her scream. So immediately Harper is up and like ready right. to fight something. And no, no, no. Mike, Mike. has just proposed to Becca. And I love that the first response out of Harper's mouth is, we're not old enough to get married. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with you guys? We're not old enough to get married. I'm like, (laughs) I think you probably are. If you're out of college and working, you're old. You're, it's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Like I told you, I have some friends who just got engaged and one's 18 and an adult I know told them it's about time (gasps) to which I, I said some loud expletives on my couch, but they're, they're, they've been together for three years, and so that's why some of the adults are saying about time. Like, the one adult. No no other adults. And, oh, my God. Like, my lungs seized up just then. Yeah. I mean, I don't I, have a problem with them getting married. I just don't say about time. I would say appropriate time, because he's about to graduate. Like, he's he's two years ahead of her. So it's a different thing. But, yeah, the about time thing killed me. I'm oh, my God. But, so, I mean, like, for me, as long as you have a paying job and you have your own apartment, yeah, oh you're my fine. God. 
but yeah, so that like her saying that that we're not old enough to get married, I was like, oh, you still don't think of yourself as a grown up because a couple of times in this, movie, yeah, that that gets brought up a couple of times. Is that she doesn't, and I I get that. Like I'm married, and sometimes I still don't feel like my life has started because I don't have a child and that kind of stuff. My mom is sixty four, mm-hmm. and she tells me all the time, she's like, you're never as old as you think you are. Hi, mom. <laughs> Hi, mom. She, you know, she tells me all the time. She's like, I'm, she's like, I'm, I'm in my sixties. Like, I mentally, I don't think I'm in my sixties. I get that. Like, I, I just turned thirty four, like two months ago. In my brain, I'm still like twenty. Like, in my brain, I'm still like twenty two, and we're at college. My sister turned twenty eight uh, at Christmas in twenty eighteen. Yeah, and. And I it messed me up because I'm like, no, I'm 28. You can't be 28. I'm 32. But you can't be 28. Yeah. Like, that's just not a thing. But yeah, so like I get it from that from that perspective. But then that was her first reaction. It tells you so much about her character. Yeah. And how she sees herself and her friends. I, I thought that was a really, like, very telling, subtle thing that mm-hmm. they did. That, that They do some things that are really interesting in here that you, would, you don't always expect. But yeah. it is a very... I, I think the, I loved the '90s throwback comment. It does remind me of a '90s rom com. Yeah, I can see it. Uh, we have like the the next morning, like everybody's back at work. Um, the like Charlie grabs an intern to cover Rick's phone because so that Charlie can run out and go see Sue's. Yeah, um, and then that back that backfires exquisitely because um, Rick gets. Um, the invitation to his yes, ex-wife's he gets, wedding. Yes, he gets an invitation to his ex-wife's wedding. His ex-wife is Kiki, by the way. Yep. And and so they are, uh, there's, yeah, there are things being thrown, people being fired. Just, Rick, Rick is violent in his yes, anger. He is very, he's a very volatile man. Yes. And and so basically, like, the, the intern gets fired, so, like, Charlie has to just stay here and deal with this, so he can't go see Sue's now. Yeah. Um... And then, and like, because before that, the night before is when she pays him back for the dinner. Like the no, it's it's this night because he doesn't. I thought he didn't decide to do it until after that. Well, no, no, no. it's the because uh, like because right after this, because the the intern gets fired, mm-hmm. um, and then we go back to we go back to Harper, and she has a note on her. She has a post it note on her desk that says "Pay pickle thief." Oh yeah, and so because so once again she's there late at night. Yeah, she's there late at night. She goes she goes to find Charlie to give him back the money that he paid for the dinner. And they argue over who has the worst boss. Yes. And, and they're both, they're having the conversation. She's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm always the last one here. And he's like, no, I'm always the last one here. Both of their bosses have yeah. cots. It, like, she's like, my boss has a cot in her office. Mine is a Tempur-Pedic cot. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, they are both always stuck there because their bosses mm-hmm. are, are always there. So this is where... Yeah. Well, this, this is, like, they, they kind of, like, they, they sit around and they're commiserating. Because what it is, <laughs> she, Harper has time to kill because, uh, because uh, Kirsten mm-hmm. has, um... Kirsten has told her, like, oh, I'm going to take a nap. Wake me up at midnight. Mm-hmm. And so Harper's just, like, has time to kill um, before she has to wake up. Uh, her boss, to, Yeah, before she has to wake up her boss. And so uh, Charlie pulls out, you know, he, he pulls out, a, like, a bottle of alcohol from his desk and says, you know, Rick throws away any liquor that costs less than $200. And so they're having drinks and, like, they're they're talking and kind of getting to know one another. Um, that's when Kirsten says that, that, or sorry, not Kirsten. That's when, 
Uh, Harper says Kirsten is like if Voldemort and Miss Piggy had a baby and that baby had low blood sugar and hadn't been laid in a year. Yeah. I, I, don't talk about babies getting laid. Like, like for some reason, <laughs> those two lines, number one, the fact that we're in a place where pop culture wise, we can say Voldemort and everybody knows who we're talking about. Yes. Just is, is so odd and strange, mm-hmm. but that that was how she chose to characterize Kirsten mm-hmm. was interesting. Cause I was like, Oh, Really? Like, where's the Miss Piggy aspect coming in? Because I missed that completely. <laughs> yeah. Is she a diva? Is that what you're trying to say? Have you ever seen Miss Piggy? I have. It's like, I I see some of the tendencies. <laughs> but anyway, it just amused me. I don't know why that line just um, really made me laugh. I think that's also where the line comes in. You're like a grown-up. Take that back. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have not. <laughs> well, is, like, we learned one, like, um... Harper's goal in life, she wants to have an article on uh, on Kirsten's website. She wants to be a journalist. Yeah, yeah, she wants to be a journalist. She wants to have an article on the website. Um, Harper has never had a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then it's also during this, and we have this whole conversation of uh, we Cyrano them out of the office, and when they're boning, we're free. Yeah. Is is the goal. Is the goal. <laughs> and at first, he's not in. Like He's like, yeah, yeah no, that's funny joke. Haha, ha, not going to do it. Because he, he is working, the reason, you find out the reason he is working for this horrible man, for Rick, mm-hmm. is because Rick can give you a boost. He knows everybody. He can get you into an analyst position anywhere. Yeah. Like, we hear at one point that a that a guy who had been, a, not an assistant, but an analyst, skipped, like, the second step and went straight to VP somewhere else. Yeah. Because Rick put in a good word for him. Like, mm-hmm. so, so that's why... Charlie is even working for this guy is because he, he has connections that he can yeah. use. I mean, he's doing the kid, the, the Rick's son science fair project mm-hmm. because to impress Rick. Yeah. Like I'm like, that's, that makes me really angry as a child who was forced to do her own science fair projects. <laughs> Cause I did bad. And so yeah, I was just like, that's... I never had a science fair project. So. Oh man. I had them um, up until I got to high school, real junior high. No. Yeah, I did. One year I did How, how Long Does Your Bubblegum Hold Its Flavor? Uh, and I did different brands of bubblegum. And then one year I did some something about water because I tested like the acidity in like spring water, mm-hmm. so spring near our house, well water, city water, and bottled water to figure out which one had the was the best for you technically. Yeah, it was stupid. The bubblegum one did get me third place though. <laughs> the closest like science, like quote unquote, like experiment I ever did was oddly enough in my speech class in college where we where me and three other people uh we went to five different pizza places and had pepperoni pizza so that we could objectively decide which place had the best pepperoni pizza. So <laughs> that's, that's that's the closest funny. I ever came to having any kind of like science fair experiment. But um but but yeah so he's but, yeah, so Charlie is firmly under the heel of of Rick in a way that I don't see Harper in. Yeah. Does that make any sense? No, it absolutely. Because because a little bit later we have um we have uh Charlie is like he's gotten he's gotten Suze to come meet him for lunch, but they're meeting at uh like they're meeting at Rick's son's school because his son is in Rick's son is in a play and and so they've got front row seats. Charlie is there. 
saving, like he's there saving, saving seats. Seat. Yeah, yeah, he's saving Rick seats and and trying to have this thing with uh, trying to have this thing with with uh, with Sue's a theater picnic, a theater picnic. Yeah, well, and but like you you also get the idea that that Charlie is involved that he's mo- like he's more embedded into into Rick's life because uh before Rick gets there like Charlie kind of like he when he's telling Suze what's going on he kind of like waves up to the stage and says oh you know there's Rick's son he's you know blah 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 points him out and the kid flips him off yeah so like, you get the idea that he's around a lot and the kid is being a little shit to him yeah and like with with Kirsten, it almost seems like you know she need like she needs somebody to keep up with her. She needs somebody to keep up with like with her appointments and to to do the emotional dirty work that she doesn't want to have to do. Yeah, like not going to friends' parties and yeah. buying gifts for it. Yeah, like and like I said, the yeah the the emotional like the the emotional heavy lifting like that she doesn't want to have to do mm-hmm. because but you, she's not like Kirsten you get the idea that like even without Harper like she's fine like she can she can still do things on her own mm-hmm. like she could still survive it's like Rick based on what happens at the very end of the movie <laughs> Rick is such an idiot Rick Rick has no clue like how Rick is able to breathe on his own I have no idea well, and to be fair I think Charlie has been his assistant longer than Harper has been Kirsten's based on I don't want to be an assistant when I'm 28 I'm 28 Eight. So, yeah. so that whole like that whole exchange, like I think he's probably been there longer. Also, he was there for the marriage to Kiki, mm-hmm. so that gives it all a little bit more yeah. stuff. But yeah, so they, when the girlfriend shows up, she clearly is uncomfortable being there. She gives him the cheek when he goes to kiss her. Yeah, and then she proceeds to try to dump him. And, and says, he, I don't want to be. Says I don't want to be with a guy saving someone else's seats. I want the guy whose seats are being saved. Yeah, she's horrible. Yeah, oh, Suze is awful. Suze, yeah, Suze is not great. Um, but I do want to add. It's before this, you know, that Harper brings in because you know the night before she stayed up making a spreadsheet of all oh, of yeah. Kirsten's. Like she's like, this is everything that I know about Kirsten, and you know her likes and her dislikes, and like, and she throws a couple of questions to Charlie, and like, and he knows these exact same things about about Rick, and and you know, and Charlie's and she's like, we we should do this, like we should see her know them, and you know, so while they're together, then we can be free to do our own things, and you know, and he's not having it, and and he has the line of of you know, well, if Rick ever found out, to which Harper replies, oh, he'd never find out. We control everything. Yeah, we control all the lives. Like we, they would never find out. And like, I just have in all caps letters. They always find out. <laughs> to be fair, they wouldn't have in this movie. This is the true. one time where that is true. If it wasn't for the yeah. two of them coming clean at some point in this yeah. movie, would never have found but, out. Yeah, but after the whole. Uh, the thing with Sue's of, you know, I want the guy whose seats are being saved. He talks her into holding out a little bit longer. Well, yeah. He's like, I'm about to get a promotion and then it'll, it'll be all, it'll be all yeah. good for us. And so Charlie goes back to, he goes back to Harper and like, and he's in, he's yeah. in now. Um, and that's when we get creepy Tim played by Titus Burgess. <laughs> yeah. Well, first, the first, yeah, first, yeah. Uh, Harper says, you know, we, we need a meet, we need a meet cute. Every great, every great romance has a meet cute, which is true. Yeah. So they're going to orchestrate one 
with the help of Creepy Tim, they're going to get them stuck in an elevator yes. because that's all they need. Yes. Because we all know that's how true love blossoms when you're stuck together in a bad circumstance. Have you seen You've Got Mail? That's how relationships end. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Creepy Tim loves love in enclosed spaces. And they bring him the plant he loves. They bring him a succulent. And he loves it. It's so adorable. (laughs) I love him so much. So then... I just want to, like, put him in my pocket and carry him with me. (laughs) (laughs) So then they're on the elevator. And he's like, okay, we're we're getting ready to go. And a delivery man also gets on the elevator. At the same time as Kirsten and Rick, yeah. And he presses the button to get it stuck. And that guy is claustrophobic. So he presses the button again to let it go. Uh Uh-oh, but then a real system malfunction occurs. (laughs) Irony, you fickle queen. (laughs) So funny. But this guy is really, really, really claustrophobic. They are not stuck for very long. No, they are not. And he gets completely naked and opens one of his boxes and pees into it because he's a weirdo. Like, there's no other way to describe except for that's just weird. Like, that that is just... That's it, weird. It didn't need to happen. I don't understand why it's in the movie. It's not like, that funny. The only thing that... that ma- sure, have the delivery man, like, even have him, like, take, like, even have him take off, like, his, his uniform shirt. Even fine. the naked thing is fine, as long as... The, the peeing was over the line for me. Yeah. Because, like, the whole thing is... Rick is like, I hate that, like, what is happening? This guy's awful. No, do not do this. Do not do this. Whereas Kirsten is trying to, like, she's like, this is a real thing. Like, he has this fear. And, like, she's trying to, like, allay his fears and calm him down. And Rick is just not helping. Right. But, like, yeah. It could have been. that. Like, they didn't need all of that happened. It just didn't make sense. But I loved that they get off the elevator and they're free. And Tim's first thing is, I don't read rooms very well, but I think that was a resounding success. (laughs) Seriously, I just, I want my own little pocket Tim. I want one. Um, Yeah, the, um, oh God, I'm sorry. Like my brain is completely like derailed with this whole thing. Because I don't know why, but my brain immediately went to, went to like the early season of Grace and Frankie where they all get stuck in an elevator. And and yeah, and it's like, sure. Like, you know, like you have all of these people like dealing with stuff in an enclosed space. It's like, like let, let a person have like, have a freak out, but like then like keep them in the elevator long enough that like they actually have to like, work through it in some way and not just, oh, we're going to throw these people together and then we're going to have some weird dude like piss all over everything just to then later say, oh, some guy from the elevator, like, uh, he wanted your number. It begins to plant the seeds. Uh, But you didn't have to do it that way. You could have still had We didn't have to piss all over the seeds! Literally everything... That everything was already there without the without the pee, like and like it was just unnecessary. And a lot, but a lot of people find that stuff really funny. I'm just not one of them, I, and neither are you. I don't like like we're just not that. That doesn't seem body funny to humor us. does not amuse me. Yeah, me either. But yeah, so they uh, Harper after that incident, like Charlie's like, okay, this is never going to happen. This was a dumb idea. Harper's like, no, 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 no. It's not all lost. We've still got this. So they begin to plant seeds about the person that they were stuck on the elevator with to their bosses. Like some guy who you're stuck on the elevator with wants your number. Oh, it's not the delivery man. No, it's, it's the other guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she's like, but don't worry. I told him we don't give numbers out. And then she walks out the door and then, uh, Charlie does something similar, 
uh, he he because the thing with Rick is Rick likes to win. Mm-hmm. And that is Charlie's words. Yes, Rick hates losing. Rick has to win. Mm-hmm. So he implies that someone else is interested in Kirsten in like in, uh, investing in her site. At Mark Cuban is yeah. who he actually says, yeah. which is like the name drops and like because like Mark was on or not Mark, uh, Rick was on Shark Tank and stuff like yeah. that. So, yeah, so he's supposed to be this big business mogul. Yeah, and so, yeah, so Charlie is trying to egg him on into being competitive for Kirsten now. Yeah, and, and then they set them up at a Yankees game. Yes, and they're seated, like, one row, like, Rick's in the front row, she's in the second row, and and oh, while all of this is going on, uh Harper and Charlie are on like they're in the nosebleed section on like another side of of the field, which is clearly where Harper usually sits because yeah, she yeah. knows the people sitting she around knows there. The around her. One of them is the one who turned her on to the Jerry Olympics. Yeah, uh, she also was early. This is really like I, I love part. it. She was early, so she went to the Yankees gift shop. And wound up dicking around too long. She's like, I overdicked around. I'm so sorry. And he's like, like yeah, yeah, like she was early and then she wasted too much time and she was late. And she's like, I overdicked. Like I overdicked around. It's like, that's not a thing. <laughs> Which ends up later being a thing. The callbacks of this movie yeah. are good. I like them. Yeah. But yeah, so then they go in to the, like she's dressed in like cut off shorts and a Yankees jersey and jacket. And as, one, as one would be to go to a baseball game. He's and he suit. is in a suit and tie. Because he doesn't do this kind of stuff. No. So so they're sitting together and he's yeah. Oh, and, and Harper has greased the palm of somebody who works yep. at the stadium to get Rick and Kirsten on the kiss cam. Because nothing forces a romance like peer pressure. <laughs> like, and so, like the kiss cam goes, like they first you have the two of them actually do exchange some words. Yes, because and Kirsten's like, "I hope you took the stairs," and he's like, "Of course I took the stairs. Why wouldn't I? Like, there's the only way to get here." She's like, "Well, because the guy nobody uh, peed in it," and he goes, yeah. "Oh yeah, sorry." <laughs> like, like finally he catches up. He's just so dense in this movie, a little like, bit, yeah. Like he's so stupid, and and I mean he's a chauvinist pig, but that's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other thing. Um, but so she, they wind but, up like talking yeah. and he goes and sits next to her and then the kiss cam happens and they don't kiss. They just ignore it. Mm-hmm. So then it moves on to other people and then it, it comes back to back them. and they still don't do it really. And yeah, it's like because Harper has paid this person. Yeah. Like, it's like the kiss cam is not going away. And so, like, so it, it comes back. And, and the so, last one said the third time it says last chance. Well, no, no it, I don't, it must be the, like the second time then that like Rick kisses her on the cheek. Yes. Like, okay, is. like fine. We'll have this and like, just get this over with. And yeah. And, and then, then it comes back. It's like one more chance guys. And this time they do. And that kiss leads to a night of passion. <laughs> I'm like, that must've been one good kiss. Because I do love the fact that they, like, stand up and cheer, mm-hmm. and then the the Yankees actually get a hit. Yeah. <laughs> and so everybody's standing up and cheering. But those two were up right. before the hit. Because <laughs> Harper and Charlie are now free, because their bosses are... <laughs> yeah, I, I love their... Charlie and Harper are coming out of the stadium, and Harper is, like, checking her phone, and she's like, we have no emails. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so they have the whole afternoon off. Yes. They don't even have to go back to work. Yeah. 
And I love when they give each other a high five. And, yeah. And then they get on the same subway. I feel like we wasted that high five. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I love, because Harper, you know, Harper, like, she's checking her phone. She's like, we have no emails. And, and Charlie's response is, it's hard to mark orders when your tongue is down someone's throat. Yeah. I, Glenn Powell's deliveries. Yes. Are so good. Like, I, he is so funny. Um, but he, yeah. he has that very... He has that very 90s sort of, like, quick-witted humor. Yes. Like, not not quite, this is not a one-to-one example, but things about this movie and his delivery of lines in this made me, like, very much think of, like, a Matthew Perry. Yeah. I, th- I think that's accurate. Yeah. The other thing I was going to mention, and it's when they're in the stadium, because they're... So all the times that they're together, Harper and Charlie get to have conversations that are, yes. that are enlightening. And this particular one... She is very adamant in her love of sports, as we mm-hmm. mentioned earlier. So she is yelling down at the thing, and she's doing all this kind of stuff. And Charlie takes a picture of her, and he's like, make that your Tinder profile, because guys like girls who like sports. And she's like, no, no. Guys think they like girls who like sports. Mm-hmm. They don't. They like girls in tight you know, in tight jerseys, serving them wings. She's like, like, guys like girls who like guys who like sports. Yes. And I was like... Uh, yeah, I agree I, with that. I see what she's saying. Yeah, it's not. I know people that that is true for and people that is not true for. I mean, I've mentioned before on here. I think that my mom is like when it comes to sports, mm-hmm. depending on when it is the home team, when it is our mm-hmm. like the high school I went to. She still goes to games at the high school I went to. Wow. Well, and part of that is because the they with how they work. They work in the community. She's a substitute yeah, teacher yeah. there. All that kind of stuff. So she knows all the kids. So she goes to the regular games, the yeah. Pee Wee games. She is loud. When I was a kid playing, she was mm-hmm. like she had words with a ref once. <laughs> like and my mom. Oh, I can see well, your your mom. Is, I might have gotten thrown yeah. onto the floor and sat on. Yeah, and that's when my mom had words. No, I understand. But you're, yeah, yeah, you're. It's like. It's like the, in some parallel universe, it's like your mom is very much like my aunt. So yeah. I, I get it. Well, and, and she's a huge fan of the Arkansas Razorbacks because we live in Arkansas and my mom has lived in Arkansas most of her life. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know why, but she is the a huge Razorbacks fan. Like I grew up mm-hmm. watching all that kind of stuff growing up. And even now, Josh will joke, it's really funny to be at our house, at my parents' house, when a sports thing is happening, because my family gets into it, especially my mama. Yeah. My daddy used to get more into it. The, the older he's gotten, the less he cares. But they, they go to, like, the baseball games. Up until a couple of years ago, they hated baseball. They they now go to baseball games. <laughs> wow. And they love it. Like, my, only only the college stuff, mm-hmm. though. They don't, like, they don't really care for professional. But, yeah. yeah. Like, See? Like, we jump off the couch screaming at my house, at my parents' house whenever stuff happens, and they're just very into it. So, like, I grew up with a person very into sports, mm-hmm. and then to see, and I've seen other people not be as into it, and I don't understand that, because I think that may be why I'm so passionate for fandom. Yeah. Because that, and, like, D&D and Critical Role and stuff, that's my sport. Like, we explained yeah. that to my mom, and that's how she finally understood it, is we're super passionate about things like D&D, and, and we will armchair quarterback a D&D session, mm-hmm. where We've my mom it. and my dad will sit there and say, oh, they should do this play and this play and this play. And I, I just find that really funny that maybe that's where I get that passionate yeah. side, just not for the same thing. Yeah. Well, like, you know, I, I use dating apps and things like that. And I'm constantly coming upon somebody who, you know, I'm com- coming upon someone who's, you know, who's very like super passionate about the Razorbacks and, and all these things. And I just always have to like stop and think. I'm like, 
what like would we be a good fit like i don't mind somebody enjoying sports and like if the fact that i don't enjoy sports is going to be a problem for you yeah <laughs> like like we may not work i mean we you and i watched the baseball yeah we watched did baseball stuff together but and yeah I, i'm not a big like go to the game i've been to, to basketball games my and stuff, but. i don't enjoy televised sports at all i know next to nothing about football mm-hmm. so I just can't, I can't find it within myself to, like, the desire to want to go to a football game and have somebody explain it all to me. So, my dad tried that, but, like, I was seven and I didn't get it and it was the worst night of my life. So, and that was, it was my cousin's high school football game. I have had football explained to me and basketball explained to me. I played basketball. I played softball, so I understand baseball fairly well. But, yeah, and I can understand all the sports. I just not what I would choose to spend my time doing. Now I am, I can get into it. If I have a team mm-hmm. to root for, I can hundred percent get into it. But for the most part, I'm not, yeah, the I think, for, but I do see what she's saying in that. Oh, absolutely. There are so many guys who think they want a girl who's into sports and then they start dating someone who's into sports and they realize, no, I want somebody who isn't as crazy about it as I am. Like, I just thought that was a really great oh, yeah. line. Like, a really great, like, yeah, that's not how this works. <laughs> yeah. Like, you think that's how this works, and that's nice of you, but no. <laughs> like, there's lots of little lines like that in this movie that just make you stop and go, huh, yeah, that's fair, <laughs> and then move on. Like, I'm trying to think, because there there are plenty, there are plenty of rom-coms out there where the, like, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, but, like, a little bit of, like, Sydney White- where because you know because she knows all about football and so Tyler just immediately like oh my god I love you yeah um and uh but like basically like there, there I can't think of any others off the top of my head but you end up with rom coms where the woman is basically the the grown up equivalent of Hayden Panettiere's character and remember the Giants how lose a guy in ten days by the way yeah that one too Kate Hudson's character is very into basketball yes and. And so, like, it's either, like, a major turn-on or it's a major turn-off, and like, yeah. depending on... If she's more passionate than you are, more into it than you are, and knows more than you do, yeah, then it, that's always something you have to... Yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah, it's... I just I think know. it's really... I thought it was a really interesting thing to throw in True. and throw like, away. Harper, that's like, not, like, Harper's, a plot point that comes back no, up. No, it's not. It's just, Harper makes a very good point because... You know, like the we don't have a definitive yardstick for it because in some rom coms it's like the fact that this girl loves sports. Like in How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, it's the foundation of their fucking relationship, the mm-hmm. fact that they're both Knicks fans. Hey, there's a foundation to that relationship. Who knew? Anyway. It's it's a cornerstone and that's it. <laughs> it is one single solitary brick. Um you know, but but in others, like um, uh, you know, like I, I, again, like I can't think of any any specifics, but you know, but in others, like the fact that you know a girl is like so into sports, like oh well, she's a tomboy, and so therefore she can't be interested in boys. So, so like, so we have to give her the Rachel Lee Cook, and like we have to change everything about her. Yeah. To so then at the end of the movie, she's interested in boys. Well, see, I was thinking of the movie Fever Pitch with, uh, th- there's a British version, an American version, I'm talking about the American version, it's Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore, he is super into baseball, and she has never gone to a single game, so he turns her into a fan. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's kind of the opposite of what we're talking about, but he turns her into a fan, yeah. rather than, that's one that's, I think on our list, if it's not, it should be, because I own it, 
but it is, but yeah, it's, so it's an interesting like way to look at that. Like for her to say that is, it's a true thing. You, you want a girl that wears a tight Jersey and serves you barbecue wing or Buffalo wings. That's what you want. You don't actually want somebody who's sitting in there and knows better than you do what the rules are and how to discuss it. And, and stuff like that. I found that I just, mm-hmm. I don't know that that was a really like profound thing for me. Yeah. In, in a throwaway line. Like it, it there's a couple of lines like that in this movie that are throwaway, but you're like, that is an excellent point, sir. Great. But anyway, so they, the next day after both, both Kirsten and Rick are, are late for work and you find out way too much about it in Harper's opinion mm-hmm. from Kirsten. Uh, but they, cause they spent the night together <laughs> and, and for the thing that's, that's so like earth shattering on, on Charlie's end is when like you know, Rick comes into the office and blah, and then he like he walks right back out and he asks Charlie, "Would you mind getting me a drink of blah blah blah?" And Charlie just goes, "Would I mind?" Like, no, no, sir, wouldn't mind at all. Yeah, like Rick politely asks him for yeah. a thing. Like the other thing that I liked is that even though like she does have this like dreamy moment Kirsten does mm-hmm. and like she sits down for a second and she's like okay time to work and she yeah. immediately goes right back into working because like we also see like she at one point is talking to a, a like a not juvie but like a high school college a high school coach type person like someone who's yeah. involved in high school athletics and she's pointing because I love this story once again it's a throwaway thing but I mm-hmm. thought it was such a good thing she's talking about how the assistant coach for this team just got a new Lexus or whatever and the star player is on food, on food stamps. stamps and no one because no one takes care of them because they're so busy you know lining their yeah. pockets and this is a high school player and he's like well you need to not burn your bridges and she's like no 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 I sent that article to you as a courtesy you need to understand that and I will she, not be changing a word of it and she walks away and like for me, that's the moment where I mm-hmm. begin to respect Kirsten so much. Oh yeah, like she's not afraid to to stand up to something like. And we see uh, we see a clip of her interviewing a, a athlete, and she's like, "Well, if you'd have stared at the ball like you stare, you're staring at my tits right now, maybe you'd have done better." Yeah, like I love Kirsten I, as I as really, a person. Yeah, I absolutely love Kirsten, and I like that even though she is a little bit dreamy eyed, and it's been a while since she's had a boyfriend and. And that kind of stuff. She still gets her mm-hmm. job done. Absolutely. Whereas I feel like flipping Rick is the worst. Like he's a garbage person. Well, we don't even understand his job. Not no, no, really. we don't. We're like, it's oh, he's a Shark Tank business guy. Okay, it's something like ephemeral and esoteric. Like we aren't given any details. Like yeah. like we are with Kirsten's. It's just he is a businessman of some sort yeah. and some renown. But, but, but um, so they are getting out early. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're getting out on time. Like it's daylight outside and we're getting to go home. Yep. So she has a date for the first time yep. in, in ages and he's going to go through with his girlfriend. He, and, yeah. He's cooking, he's cooking dinner. And, um, I do love, I'm typically not a big fan of Pete Davidson. Me either, yeah. I just don't really care for him. I do enjoy the character of Duncan, yeah. though. I have notes about Duncan later. Yeah. Because because Duncan you know, Duncan is in the apartment. He you know, he's he's Charlie's roommate. Uh-huh. Duncan is in the apartment and and he's saying uh you know, he he's watching Charlie like slicing and dicing, like getting dinner ready, and Charlie is is talking about Sue's and basically, like, Duncan is just like, there's no there there to her. Like, 
pointing out to Charlie that Suze is she like she's about as deep as a puddle. Like she's incredibly yeah. shallow. Well, because he's like, what do you do? Uh, Duncan asked him, what do you do when you want a meaningful, intimate, intimate conversation? That's what I have you for. No, man. It's like, no, that's what you have her for. Like, that's... Yeah, Duncan like, says that. He's that's like, what your girlfriend is for. Like, she's supposed to be your best friend. Well, you're my best friend, man. Like, I love yeah. that. Like, their their relationship throughout the movie is so fun for me. Yeah. Like, it's really enjoyable. Um, But uh, they're managing Rick and Kristen. They're Kirsten. They're making sure everything's going the way it's supposed to. Um, I do love at some point Charlie admits he doesn't know what Cyrano is, mm-hmm. what that means. And so she kind of explains it, but not really. <laughs> I just love that when he's, he's like, you said it like seven times. And like, I just kind of went along with it because, well, like I thought I understood it, but like, I actually looked it up. <laughs> at the end of the movie, he finally knows what yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, helping them. And, and they, we get a montage of them, like keeping everything straight. Mm-hmm. They're sending flowers and, and bottles of alcohol to each other. Only they're not. Their assistants are making yes. sure it gets handled. And then Harper is getting to actually date her, get a boyfriend. Yes. And then she's like, and okay, Charlie's getting to spend time with Suze, which is what he wants. What he wanted. And then we get, she gets the invitation to Becca and Mike's engagement party. And she's like, okay, I need this weekend off. So we need to get them to go away for a romantic weekend to Nantucket. Mm-hmm. That's, it's out in the woods. They won't be able to call us. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just, I'm looking at my notes mm-hmm. and I'm realizing like we skipped over a thing that, oh, go ahead. that irritated me very, very much okay. in this movie is that Charlie overhears Rick being a pig. And and then calls Harper and is like, um, you have to tell her to get a wax. Oh yeah, yeah, that was in the managing department for me. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a piggish thing that happens. And then she also gets to explain to him what a merkin is, which is the look on his face is hilarious at that right. moment. And you can tell he is not comfortable with what's happening. Yeah, but he really likes this time off, and that is the only yeah. way he's going to get to keep Just, it. So yeah, so Harper has to like Harper schedules. Yeah. An appointment for Kirsten to get a bikini wax. And makes Kirsten think it was her idea. And, and Kirsten's like, well, when, like, why would I have done that? Like, oh, well, you did it ages ago. Like, like oh, I don't know. You just told me to do it. <laughs> like, oh, I, I guess I must have. Okay. <laughs> so she does it. Like, that, just, that part is, it's, it's, like, you can tell Harper feels super awkward about it and doesn't, it's, isn't in love with doing it either, but she and Charlie both love their time off enough. It pissed me off. So <laughs> oh, it's understandable. Much. Yeah. And they, they, them, the Charlie and Harper themselves aren't that comfortable with it, but they both want to keep their time off. I know. So they keep managing because <laughs> it's what they do. It, yeah. I like, it's, I have some issues with this movie just because of the whole manipulation of it. Yes. And I'm never a big fan of that. Yeah. So this is, was never going to be a favorite movie for me yeah, because of that. the manipulation of I it. I was like, but it's one thing like orchestrating like the sending of flowers and like expensive bottles of booze. It's another to like manipulate somebody into like into changing like their physical appearance. Yeah. Like like I like I'm sorry. If you have problems with my lady garden, you can tell me yourself. <laughs> Like I yeah, that part uh, is that part isn't great. I actually forgot about it because it's one of those things. Like I block out a couple of little things in the movie just because I don't understand why they're there. Like that one, for example, is that just I, the only thing you could think of? Like it was a female writer. Is that really the only thing you could think of that a guy would have problem with with a woman that you you would need to change? Because I like there there's so many other things that you could do. It's just 
But so yeah, then it it annoyed me greatly. They end up um, having a huge fight and breaking up apparently be over Korean barbecue. Uh, there's a lot going on there. I, Rick's an idiot. Rick, yeah, I wanted to like shove his face into that barbecue grill. Yeah, he thought it was steak tartare, so he took a bite and then threw up on the on the grill because he he told her he loved Korean barbecue but didn't know what Korean barbecue was. Yeah, so so like a man, he like powered through like oh sure I'll get through this. Yeah, but he. He doesn't want, like, this is the moment that it becomes very clear. He doesn't want the type of person that Kirsten really is. Yeah. Because she tries to explain it to him. And, like, but God forbid he have a woman who knows things. Yeah. And, and like, is smart enough to understand something. And so she's trying to explain Korean barbecue to him in which there is raw meat. It is prepared for you. Yeah. It's like, but no, he takes it and just thinks it's steak tartare and eats it raw and then ends up getting sick and blames it on her because this is some dumb bitch power move. Yeah, I don't think he actually says the word bitch. He just says it's a power play. She's trying to make me look bad. I thought it was somewhere in here, but... Th- the only time I remember him using the word bitch was for Kiki. That's right. No, sorry, I'm sorry. He says, like, she did this on purpose to make me look stupid. Yeah. And he's an idiot. And And... And bless Charlie's heart, Charlie's cleaning up the glass on the floor, and he goes, I don't think she did it like, I don't think that's what you think, man. I don't think it's like that. And his boss ignores him because, well, of course he does. Charlie opened his mouth and spoke. Yeah. And, ugh. Yeah, I was 100% on Kirsten's side. Yeah. Because, well, because she's ranting to, she's ranting to Harper about it, and and, like, she is righteously angry, and I love it, and and she tell like like you know we're kind of intercutting between like both Kirsten and Rick yeah. having their separate tantrums, you know, but Kirsten saying you know I'm not going to let him like teach me about how the world works just so that he can get it up. Yep, and I'm like that's exactly what like at the heart of this situation. Yep. And so then, like so obviously they're not going away together for the weekend nope. at that point. So. Rick gets so angry, he actually breaks his son's project mm-hmm. that Charlie has worked that Charlie's been working on for the whole show so far. Mm-hmm. So when Harper's ready to leave that night, she's got a date, and no, she's gonna stay and help. Yeah, she's gonna help Charlie fix the project. Yep, and they they do they fix it. Magic milk, and of course Rick's first response is the first one was better. The limo. And you just see, like, the eyes of Charlie, like, you hadn't broken it, you stupid. But, Mm -hmm. and then we cut to that night, and Rick shows up at work drunk. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not sure why Charlie was still at work. I'm assuming he was trying to finish stuff up for Rick Mm -hmm. when he came back. But, yeah, Rick shows up halfway through a bottle of something and is nice. Like, drunk Rick is nice, Rick, and that seems strange. Yep, he tells... Because he tells Charlie, I appreciate you, and I should tell you that more often. And it's just like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah, Charlie's frightened when he first comes right. in. Because he's like, he, I think he's exactly just, he's violent, sober. What's he going to be like now? Yeah. Well, and, and the answer he, is really sweet. And and it's also during this that, you know, like in Vino Veritas, yeah. you know, in Wine There is Truth, it's so it's it's while he's drunk that Rick is actually like able to be honest about things, and so it's also during this you know where he he's referring to Kirsten. He says, "You know, I hate losing," and she thinks I'm a loser. Yeah, and so 
you know, so like that's where like okay, he feels sorry, like he feels like a shit. So let's well, and, and I don't even think that necessarily uh, necessarily Charlie thought this was going to get her back. Mm-hmm. But Charlie's like, let her know that you appreciate what she's done. Let her know this. Let her know that you see her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, see her. What does that even mean? And Charlie's just like, it's what I would like to hear. Yeah. <laughs> that's just that, like, little sad. It's what I would want to hear. Yeah. And I love that he sends the text up to uh, sends, yeah. to Harper and is like, hide. Rick's do, come, yeah, Rick do is, not let him see you. Drunk Rick is coming. Do not let him see you. And so she, she's like, what? And then she hears Rick, so she hides behind the desk. And he walks in and is like, I see you. What does that mean? And it leads to a reconciliation where he didn't actually say he was sorry. But that's okay. But it leads to hanky-panky. He, he grovels on his knees, so I guess it works mm-hmm. out. And I just love that you see Harper, like, army crawling yes. out. She's like, I'm gone. <laughs> and so then the weekend's back on, and we can actually yep. have time to do our own thing. Because yep. uh, uh, Harper has the engagement party, but Charlie also has a party that is uh, Suze's it, yeah, like, it's, modeling agency. It's a pool party. And so we we find out also during this that golf guy, which is who yeah. who Harper has been dating, everybody just refers to him as golf guy because they went uh, mini golfing. Yeah, they went mini golfing, and um, so you find that golf guy hasn't called her in a few days. Yeah, because she comes over to the apartment. Uh, I don't remember why she comes over to finalize something or to ask something. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, but she comes over to the apartment for some reason to talk to him for a second. And that's where she meets Duncan, and they are instant best friends. Oh, and yeah. I'm on board. Dun- Duncan and Harper like are insta besties by making fun of uh, of Charlie's oh, yeah. shorts. Yes, because <laughs> Charlie's wearing these shorter pink shorts. Yeah, because they're in. Everybody's gonna be wearing them. It's like, oh, Suze, Suze really likes it. And and, yeah, and they're just like, Mm-mm. They, they and they just immediately begin mocking him mm-hmm. together. And he is just immediately that it's that thing where two people meet and you're like, no, 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 you guys cannot gang up on me. Right. This is not. No, you're my friends, not each other. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Like that part, and so Duncan ends up going, "Hey, you want to come to this pool party with us?" And she's like, "No, I'm going to go home and work on this article so I can keep my mind off of the mm-hmm. fact that he hasn't called." And Duncan's like, "No, no, 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 no! You need to come to the party." And I just love Doug. Charlie's like, "You're my plus one. You're already a plus two. You can't." Like, he's I like, can't "She's have a plus three. And he's like, "She's my plus three. <sighs> Fine." Yeah. So they all end up going to the pool party and have it. They do have a good time. Oh for the yeah, most part. they're they're having fun, especially Duncan and and Harper. And Harper yeah. Duncan they, and Harper are having a great time. Yeah, they mock the whole thing, which is great. Yeah, well, and, and like, Suze comes by and just, like, you know, takes Charlie's sunglasses. Yep. And then just, like, spends her time loitering around with, like, you know, three other... Three or four other guys. Yeah, like, three or four other dudes. And Harper like keeps checking her types. phone. Yep. And finally, Charlie reaches over and takes the phone away. He's like, no, 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 you need to play hard to get. And she goes, but I don't want to play hard to get. Yeah. That's not who I am. Mm-hmm. And I just loved her and Duncan. And like, I don't even yes. know what the exchange was, but it was hilarious. Like, yeah. the, they had this little, like, back and forth exchange, and Charlie's just, like, rolling his eyes mm-hmm. at them. Like, they, this is an immediate, like, they are actually friends. And considering how much Duncan hates Suze, yes. the fact that he likes Harper is, is a good sign. It's so fun. Yeah. And so then... Charlie winds up going, you know what? Why don't you go ahead and I'll go with to the engagement yeah, party with screw you. Screw golf guy. I'll go to the party with you. Yeah, because, you know, that way you don't have to worry about it. I'll be your other salamander because he's already made, like, this reference to squeezing and suffocating your pet to death when mm-hmm. you only have one. 
so they go and Becca and Mike, he immediately fits in with Becca and Mike. That's the other thing yeah. that we talk about a lot in movies. And like one of our biggest issues with like how to lose a guy is you don't see how they fit in with each other's friend sets. Yeah. In this, you begin to see how mm-hmm. Charlie and Harper can both fit into the other's world seamlessly. Yes. Like they belong there. Yeah. And Becca and Mike get along with the, with Charlie immediately. Like there's like, there's a moment where all four of them are taking shots together. Yeah. I thought that was just a really good good thing you don't right. see in a lot of it's movies. The it's it's something that that I think about quite often. Of uh, of as I said, like you know, I I use dating apps and things, mm-hmm. and and it's been a while since it's gotten beyond the stage of like just sending messages on the app. Like mm-hmm. it's been a while since I've actually like gone and met with somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, but. The, the few times that I, ha- the few times that I have, and, and especially like back, you know, during, during the summer when I had somebody that like we saw, like we were seeing each other for about six weeks. Like I was at that point, I like, I was at a, like, I was at a moment of like, I think I want to introduce them to the friend group. And because like, that's a thing that like when I am with somebody or like when I'm measuring them up as to uh, you know, like the, like to my level of interest and like conversations I'm having with them in the back of my head. I am also trying to figure out how well they would work within our group. Yeah. Because like, you know, my family is on the other side of the state. I'm like you, Josh, Shane, Kimmy, you know, like the group that like we have of like, the, like this is like my, my de facto family mm-hmm. right now. So like, it's very important to me that anybody that I end up with, that they fit with you guys. Yeah. If you're, when your friends fit together and, and you see that they can get along, mm-hmm. not necessarily be best friends or whatever, but when they, they can get along, yeah, it is definitely a sign that, hey, this could be a thing that might be mm-hmm. a thing. Because if you can't get, like, if they can't get along with anybody that you're friends with, then you've got to wonder if there's something yeah. that you're missing. Yeah, absolutely. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So I love that they bring that up, in this, or they show that in this movie. Mm-hmm. They don't tell, they show, which is mm-hmm. great. And then you get Becca's speech to Mike, yes. which is so good. And Becca's speech to Mike first tells all these reasons that she should not be in love with Mike. <laughs> he dresses like a stepdad. Every time he hears a siren, he says, that's my right. ride. And and he's just, he's in the audience going, this is really fun for me. Thanks. Yeah. And she's like, but... I love him. Like, mm-hmm. and it's, I like, her, I, her, I, I have, the, I have yeah. the quote too. Uh, she, you know, she's nearly her, something that her grandmother had mm-hmm. told her was you like because, and you love despite you like someone because of all their qualities and you love someone despite some of their qualities. Yeah. And I loved that. Like I thought oh, that I was, too. And, cause Harper brings up later when she's dancing with, with Charlie, with Charlie that that's true in friendships even. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, so I just love that whole, that whole exchange. And then, cause she calls it the and yet not, yeah. not I love because, but the and yet, yes. it's like, like you have all of these things wrong with you. And yet I love, you. yeah. Like the, the example that she uses, you know, like Romeo and Juliet, like their parents fought and hated each other. And yet, well, and like Be- she talks about Becca, she's like Becca is, you know, or Becca Becca's a party girl and she's loud and she's she's all this kind of stuff. And yet, I love her; she's my best friend. Like mm-hmm. that whole that I yeah. love that whole like idea because it's I love it because growing up, I don't talk about it on here very often, but I didn't have I have one or two really close friends, yeah. and and 
we're not, I don't speak to anyone that I grew, I speak to one guy and we weren't that close growing up, <laughs> but that's like, I just don't speak to any of the people just because we have very different lives and we've gone very different mm-hmm. directions. And, and them, it was, I guess I like them because I have to, because yeah. I don't have any other choice. But then like going to college, I met like you and, and Danny and our whole big group of people. Mm-hmm. And I can honestly say I like them because I love them despite. Like, there's a yeah. number of people I can say that about in oh, my yeah. life. And so, yeah, I, I think that that's probably what stuck with me the first time I watched this mm-hmm. movie. Why I remember it being better than it was is because that is a very, like, great way of putting something. Like, yes. Just because you don't like every aspect of a person doesn't mean you don't love them. Mm-hmm. And that is something that a lot of people don't get. Agreed. I love my husband, but <laughs> like th- there are things I don't like, and he's the same way. There are things about me he doesn't get mm-hmm. or love, but we love the per the whole person. Mm-hmm. We just may not love all the things they do. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. But yeah. So I love that that was in here. Like that was just such a great thing. And then we go have drunk pizza. Yeah. Well, I get you know during this whole thing like they're you know, they're like Charlie and Harper, like they're dancing and like, and it's fast dancing. And like, she's terrible at it. He's not the best. He's, he's not the best, but you know, but like she, she's on a different like level, like level yeah. of terribleness. Yeah. And you know, and like, and he's kind of like poking fun at her, you know, but then they, uh, you know, like they have a slow dance and like, and in here we get just the first hint of like a look from mm-hmm. Charlie yeah. that like that Glenn does beautifully. Yes. <laughs> like Harper, Harper by this time, like they are both considerably drunk. Yes, and so Harper much more so. More than Harper Charlie. way more than Charlie, and and Harper is just all of a sudden like I have got to have pizza or I am going to die, and and so you know so she goes and like she's telling Becca this, and while I'm, I do I don't know if he noticed it, but uh, but in the you have um. Harper is talking to Becca about this and, and they're in the foreground and in the background, um, Charlie and Mike are like, they're doing this whole handshake thing. Yeah. Like, but did you notice that Charlie is wearing Harper's purse? No, I didn't. But that's, yeah. <laughs> that's super appropriate. Like he's wearing her crossbody bag. Of course he is. <laughs> like, I caught that detail. It was just like, I, I love it. Like the little details are <laughs> yeah, so good. Yeah, it was, it was so I great. Love, I love that she was like, I have to go have pizza. And her friend is very wise and knows her friends very well. Yeah. So she's like, okay, you go with him and you go with Charlie and have pizza. And as soon as they walk away, someone comes with like 20 pizzas. Yes. And, and she's just kind of like, go oh, put them over there somewhere. Yeah. So in other words, pizza was on its way, but she could see the, the Charlie that, Harper mm-hmm. connection and she wanted yeah. to encourage it. I, I was like, that's a good friend right well, there. Well, and it, it wasn't just that is there nobody else is ever going to understand this there's something there's something about harper that reminds me of our friend danny a little bit mm-hmm. and in that like very impulsive kind of way mm-hmm. of of like if it was pouring down rain and like there was a tornado warning out if danny wanted to walk down to the salt like if she wanted to walk down to the freshman lot in the rain barefoot she was going to it's true like and just so like i got that kind of little like hint like with harper of it wasn't just that she had to have pizza or she was going to die it was that i have to go and get pizza like <laughs> that this pizza 
is like that this pizza is an adventure that upon which I must embark. Yeah. It's like that that was more the feeling that I got. It was like 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 we can't just have pizza brought here because God knows you you're living in a city where you can have anything delivered. Like you could have pizza brought to you, but no, they have to go and get pizza. There's no pizza on this roof and I need pizza. And yeah. so come on Charlie, let's go. Yeah. And so then they go back to Charlie's apartment with the pizza. And Duncan has brought a guy home. Mm-hmm. And so they have to go. Is it Nine Inch Nails that he says is No, it's Third Eye Blind. Third Blind. I couldn't remember. I was like, I was like, I know it's it's one of those bands that has three names. Good and I've cut ties yeah. with all the lies that you've been living in. So yep. Third Eye Blind is playing, which is Duncan's Get It On mix. So they climb up the fire escape <laughs> into his bedroom. And yeah, this is Charlie's where, bedroom. This is where I wrote they had another moment. Like yeah, the first like moment it's, Charlie or Harper really feels. It is so good. And oh. they have because they have this moment and it, it's not anything big, it's just a moment. And then Harper's like, I need to go home right now. This minute. They, yeah. Give me a couple pieces of pizza for the road. Crest out because I'm a lady. <laughs> like But yeah, it's it's just this whole thing. And like there's there's so much good, like palpable silence of just the two of them sitting on the floor, leaned up against his bed, silently eating pieces of pizza. And like at one point she kind of like drunkenly like leans over and like puts her head on his shoulder. And then, you know, she's like, this is the best pizza I've ever had. And, and it's like a $5, like little Caesars pizza, you know, yeah, it's it looks not, awful. Yeah. It just <laughs> it looked, it did not look good. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah. It didn't look that great, but when you're drunk and when you're hungry, like and when you're with the right person in the right setting, right. I'm sure is the other side we're supposed to go with. <laughs> but yeah, so but there, there's a moment, you know, like, this whole thing, like them climbing up the fire escape, and and he's basically, you know, I'm I'm going to protect the pizza, you know, climbing up the fire escape, and then like climbing through the window, sitting down on the floor of his bed, eating this pizza. Like at some point during all this he kind of just like is watching her try to drunkenly eat this pizza. And, and he has a look on his face. Like I wrote down, like it's an amused look of adoration. Mm-hmm. Cause he's just like, just, he's definitely amused, but you can tell like, he just kind of really adores her in this moment. Yeah. But yeah, then she, um, she gets up to leave. She bolts basically. Yeah. She bolts. And as she as she's leaving, his phone is ringing, and it sues, and he ignores the call. Yay! See how she likes it when there's no fire in her cage. <laughs> well, that makes me uh, the girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but yeah. So then the next day, they uh, he gets a note. Charlie does that. He is supposed to meet in meet on the tenth floor, floor, and that's Kirsten's office. And so that, that's when Kirsten and Rick introduce their assistants. I love that they both like, okay, shake yeah. hands. I, they easily could have said, oh, we know each other from yeah. the building. But it's very much the, the most person, the most important person in my life. Meet the most, most important, important person yeah. in your life. So you guys are going to plan our wedding because we're engaged. Wait, yep. what? Wait, what? Okay. Yep. Yeah, we're getting married and we want you to arrange everything. And not only are they getting married, they're getting married on sat- next Saturday. Mm-hmm. So that gives them like maybe a week, maybe two to plan everything. And they're going to, they're going to go to, is it St. Bart's? I think it was. And get no, married. St. John's something. Saint, or another. Oh, whatever. They're going to get married on a beach on an Island. They're going to elope. It's, yeah. it's going to be done. And 
so Kirsten and Ma- or immediately Harper grabs her notebook and starts making notes on what they want. And I love that Rick's like, why are you taking notes like Helen over here? Harper, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, that like, and then they go to the, they split up for the day mm-hmm. and Charlie and Rick go to the club. And for once, Charlie gets to come inside and eat in the club. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a, a big, big deal. deal. And that's when you find out that Rick and Kiki are going to get together and sleep together. And that's, he goes, send her daisies because she hates daisies. And put on the card, put, uh, ha-ha, make sure she's been invited to the wedding. Ha-ha, I'm going to beat you. Mm-hmm. I'm getting married before you. I'm getting married before you. And... Uh, but first, we're going to knock boots like we did in that gondola in Italy. And Charlie, the look on his face, the oh, look yeah. of disappointment. Mm-hmm. Like, Glenn Powell does such a great yeah. disappointment. Like, like he, he's so subtle. Like, we talked about this with other things. But he does a really good, he does good faces. Like, he's good face acting. He does. And so, so yeah, he gives this, like, subtle look of disappointment and then shakes it off because, well, this is his job. Yep. And so, he, you can tell he debates about telling Harper mm-hmm. later. But it's his job, so he does his job and manages the situation. The only reason Harper ever finds out about it is because she, Charlie forgot the the Amex, and so she has to go pick it up and overhears Kiki and Rick on the phone. She's only hearing Rick's side of it, and it's very, like... Clearly, like phones, like bordering on phone sex. Yeah, and she and, looks at her and, schedule, and she looks at her schedule and realizes that Kirsten is in a meeting, and so wonders who he could be talking to, and picks up the phone, picks picks up the line, and hears hears that Rick is talking to his his ex wife. Yeah, and he and Kiki is the only time we hear Kiki's voice in the whole thing. Yeah, but he and Kiki and she's like, we're not married anymore. You can't tell me what to wear. And you can tell they're both just like mm-hmm. really into the fact that they're not married anymore. And they're yeah. with other people and are going to, going to hook up. Yeah. And so naturally Harper yeah. who believe truly believed they'd put these two people together and fallen for each other mm-hmm. is livid. Like she, and she lets Charlie have it once she figures yeah. out that he Which, knew. Two, two little like important little plot points during like in between the announcement of we're getting married and the, the inevitable like fallout is that one uh, Kirsten wants Harper to, to draft an article on the Jerry Olympics. Mm-hmm. So, and like, and Rick is promoting Charlie. Yeah. And that's where Kirsten tells, uh, tells Harper. She's only hard on her the way she is because she wants her to develop a thick skin because she actually sees a lot of potential in yes. her. That's why she's been the way she has been to her. And for me, that's the moment you realize that, and they're both getting promotions now. And yeah. that's when you realize the difference between the two bosses. Yes. Yeah. Rick only gives the promotion to Charlie because the promotion for, uh, Harper yeah. was given in front of him. Yeah. He's like, Oh yeah, you're promoted too. Yeah. Once we get back, you're promoted too. Yeah. And because, like, Kirsten tells Harper, you know, she's like, you know, I see so much potential in you, but she's like, the reason that, like, I'm so hard on you is because, like, one, you know, it's it's very hard, you know, like, this work is very hard, and, like, it's even harder, like, to be a woman and do this work. She's like, so, it's like, I treat you the way that I do so that, like, when you leave this place and you go out to do this work for other people, like, if I'm the worst thing you've ever had to deal with then you're going to be fine. Then I'm not worried about you. Yeah, yeah. like, I'm not going to be worried and, about And so you. you get, finally, that Kirsten really does value... Yes. Because there's been a couple... There's, there's one time earlier in the movie where 
a Dartmouth grad comes to the comes to get mentored by mm-hmm. Kirsten and you can see the jealousy a little bit with Harper mm-hmm. wanting, wanting that relationship. Yeah. Wanting to be mentored. Yeah. And so, so then Rick, not Rick, sorry, Charlie is at the jewelry store. And that's where, uh, that's where he meets Harper and Harper tricks him into, into a corner admitting that he knows all about the whole thing with Kiki. Yeah. And she just goes off and uh-huh. she's like, this isn't right. We set them up. We didn't set them up for this. Like that. That's not what we did. Mm-hmm. That's not what yeah, happened. I've got. I've got. Uh, I've got some of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, where uh, I can't remember how it starts, but Harper tells him, you know, like what we we're doing. Like it was never okay. But now you're willing to ruin someone's life just so you can keep dating some boring girl and work longer hours in a job that doesn't matter. Yeah, and. She tells him, you could be a good person, but you want to be an asshole. You, uh, you're so obsessed with, you're so obsessed with getting promoted and becoming Rick that you're choosing to be a piece of shit. Like, so stop pretend. What is it? Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Which he fires back on her yes. to, uh, stop pretending that this is some sort of moral dilemma. You're not afraid to be an assistant. You're, you're Sorry. You're afraid not to be an assistant anymore. Have you actually written anything with all this free time? Anything? Like, you uh, you finish one article, or do you just keep planning to? Yeah, and, because uh, he wants to cover everything up. He's yeah. like, the, Kirsten never has to know about this. She never has to get hurt. Mm-hmm. And we Harper... continue to be the men behind the curtain. Harper is like, when we were manipulating them... Not to necessarily to a good end, but it was never okay what we were doing, but we were doing it with a good heart. This is not doing it yeah. in a in a good way. So she flat out tells him, I'm gonna come clean. Mm-hmm. Like I'm telling Kirsten everything. And she does. Well, she doesn't get to tell her everything. Because mm-hmm. Kirsten interrupts her and fires her before she can tell him tell her that Rick is sleeping with Kiki. Yeah. Because at first Kirsten's like, I don't care how it started, it's fine. And she's trying to tell her, and Kirsten shuts her down, and she's like, no, you're fired. Mm-hmm. For, for what you're doing right now, essentially, you're fired. Yeah. And so Harper goes home and starts trying to write. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, Charlie is getting ready to get his promotion and everything. He's planning the rest of the wedding. I love the moment he calls up to the 10th floor, and it's not Harper on the phone. Yeah. And yeah, that's just, yeah, that, that part, he's like, wait, what? Like, he doesn't know how to work anymore without yeah, I know. being there. And meanwhile, Harper, like I said, is trying to write. And I love when her, her friend comes home, Becca, when comes Becca home, and loved, just gives Becca, it to her. Becca just beats the shit out of her with that pillow. Yeah, because she's like on the, Kirsten, not Kirsten, <laughs> Harper is on the floor, covers over her head, eating ramen, because she's like, everything I write is horrible and bad and awful, and I'm never going to be able to do this, and what was I thinking? And and Becca rips the blanket <laughs> off her and beats her over the head with a pillow, and she because she's telling her, of course your first draft is going to be terrible. Of course, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be horrible until you, but at least it's done. Like, yeah. you have to write something bad first. Yes. And, and we both, like, uh-huh. I'm sure at that point you're like cheerleader pom-pom. Like, yes, oh, I was, this is the truth. I was sitting on my couch just, like, slow clapping Becca. And so, finally, Harper settles down with her laptop in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Oh, that restaurant bit is hilarious, by the way. She doesn't ever order at the restaurant. Speaking as, of people who... As yeah. a former food service worker, yeah, it pissed dick. me off. It's a dick move. She it's goes, she goes to a Mexican restaurant and sits there and, like, drinks water and yeah. eats the, like, the free chips and salsa 
that like come before you order and your doesn't meal. ever order anything. Yeah, and it doesn't even leave a tip at that point because she ends up finishing the article, but she never um, she never ordered anything, and she brought her wallet at home. But yeah, that part, it's dumb, but it it amused me. It just in because she's so bad about forgetting that kind of stuff. Like she is the worst about forgetting mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Meanwhile, Charlie, while this is all happening. Charlie and Suze. Charlie finally, finally breaks up with Suze. Yeah, well, they're, they've gone to, like, this... The this fancy restaurant. Like, to this ultra, like, swanky, fancy restaurant. And they've, they've both ordered, like, these $70 steaks. And, and this is, you know, it's somewhere high profile. Like, this is what Suze has been after mm-hmm. all along. Well... And, like I thought of okay, because my sister's my sister and I just started watching Buffy. I've seen it. She has never seen it. But there's a there's a part in like the first or second episode where Cordelia Chase mm-hmm. is goes. I don't need the th- the thing because it's the most expensive. I need it because it costs the most. I thought of yeah. that line with Sue's going. Yeah, this is the best thing I've ever eaten. Yeah, and and Sue's you know, Sue's like she's taking you know bites of this seventy dollars steak and is saying like, oh, this is the best thing I've ever eaten. Yeah, and. And Charlie just kind of has this little moment of reverie and then just like blurts out is like the best meal I ever had was a $5 pizza thrown up a fire escape. And she's just like, what? <sighs> Whatever. And just goes back to eating. And like, then he finally like lets her have it. I love that he starts breaking up with her and she goes, but you're my backup. backup. Yeah. And he's just like done. He gets up mm-hmm. and walks away, starts to leave her his card and then goes, wait a second. You're not my girlfriend. I'm not a Rockefeller. And- yeah. <laughs> that it cracked me up, and I love like he goes to the coat check, and he's like, he's, he's like, oh, the coat, like it's 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 like it's it's a cheap one. Never mind, I don't need it. And just, I like, don't have time. I don't, and so he's rushing out. rushing down the stairs, and he's like, I, I need a taxi. The plane leaves in oh, it's like four, four hours. I got plenty of time. And then it cuts to him talking to somebody, telling them, oh, they should go to MoMA. Yeah. Or the Met. You should go to the Met. Met. And he's like, oh crap, I dicked around. I overdicked. Yeah. It's like, it is a thing. And then he takes off running. He runs into the airport. And instead, I love this because it's like, it's, it's such a twist on the typical. Yes. Like he's not running for Kirsten. No, he's running to save his own soul. in some <laughs> Cause like he gets there and yells up to Kirsten not to marry him. And he, first he quits. For, he yeah, tells, first he quits. He tells Rick he quits. And I, yeah, I love, um, I love that he tells Kirsten, uh, says, I know you don't put up with any shit, so don't put up with his. I don't know what you think you're getting out of this, but you deserve better. Yeah. And uh, he never even outs him for sleeping with his ex-wife no. either. But she's she's listening, and she's thinking about what, what Harper said mm-hmm. and what he is now saying. And she turns to him and goes, what's my favorite food? Mm-hmm. And he says, steak tartare. And she kind of looks at him and you hear from down below because they're like in line at TSA basically. Yeah. And you hear, you hear, uh, uh, you hear Charlie, Charlie yell out the right answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she kind of looks down and I love the one guy who's down there. He's like, go with the young one. <laughs> and then she's like, what's my favorite place? And he's like, Kiki, why are you? Yep. And she's just like, it's set, it's this place. And she, she, just, she throws her boarding pass. She yells down to Charlie and she's like, I know that you don't work for him anymore, but can you please cross wedding off of his to-do list? Yeah. It's like that, that is a, that is a mic drop of a line mm-hmm. as she walks away. And I, I love that even after he quit, Rick was like, you're so fired. And he goes, I just, I just quit. quit. 
<laughs> and so, so yeah, Charlie is, is quit and we see him, we see like a, a couple of shots of him like on the couch at his house and there's a knock on his door mm-hmm. and cause he tried to call uh, Harper. Harper to get her to come with him and she never, mm-hmm. she was typing so she didn't answer. She was busy. And granted she probably wouldn't have answered anyway, mm-hmm. but so the knock on the door and he, and Charlie opens the door and there's Rick and he wants to know, like he pulls out a notebook. He's like, I need to know Kiki's favorite all of her favorites, her favorite food, her favorite color. Yeah. I need to know. And he's, he's like, I want her back. I want to be with mm-hmm. Kiki. And Charlie's like, I have an old Kiki file. I will send it to you. And he's like, thanks man. And about that time, Duncan shows up and he's like, Hey Rick, do you still work for this asshole? He's like, no, I don't. Great. Dumps and his soy yeah. latte on Rick and keeps walking. I'm like, I don't know why Duncan hates Rick, but man, does Duncan hate Rick. <laughs> Like that, that's just like hatred that, okay. That right there, that's one of those like bonds of friendship thing because, (laughs) because several years ago, our friend Anne was supposed to be in a wedding and she went through hell getting this, like getting a bridesmaid's dress because Anne, we call her the Amazon flex for days because she is tall and most things that are short end up being very short. Yeah, on she her. has very long legs. She has very long legs, and and so this wedding, it was it, like it was in the summer, and because like this is all going through David's bridal, and so this went on for months, and also during this, she was also planning like she was also going to China for two weeks, yeah. and and so she was basically going to be coming back and then ha- like dealing with this wedding immediately after and so she ended up having to buy a dress that was a couple of sizes bigger so that it would be long enough and then her mom was having to alter this dress because david's bridal wouldn't alter it and and it was a whole thing and then like finally at the end of all of it she ended up not being in the wedding because her grandfather died oh and and it was a whole huge ordeal and i spent at least two months listening to her entire ordeal with David's bridal. There's a David's bridal, like, like three blocks from where I work. And every time I see it, just on Anne's behalf, I want to egg the storefront. See, so <laughs> I, they altered stuff for me when I got married. That's weird. Yeah, but she wasn't the bride. So no, no, no. They altered my bridesmaids dresses. Oh, but like, I, I don't know what it was, but it, it, it may have just been like the couple, the particular bride. David but bride yeah, too, like but. it's just, it's because like the, on her behalf. The, yeah, yeah I get it. like the the friendship is so strong that on her behalf I see David's bridal and I want to egg the storefront. <laughs> it's like so I understand Dun- Duncan's impulse. Uh, so then we get, we go back to Harper. She's yeah. coming to clean out her desk, mm-hmm. and Kirsten's there. And Kirsten basically admits to her the office is falling apart without Harper there mm-hmm. to keep everything in order. And she's like, I don't know how you did it. And she goes, you should come back to work with me. Come do this with me. I thought that was an interesting turn of phrase. Like Kirsten. I enjoyed that. Kirsten's like, come do this with me. And Harper's like, I can't, I can't come back and be Mm -hmm. just an assistant. That's not what I want. If I, it's an excuse for me not to write. So if I do that, I'll never do it. I will never be a writer. Yeah. So Kirsten goes, well, did you ever, do you have anything that I can read? And she finished the Jerry Olympics piece. So Mm -hmm. she pulls it out and they immediately, she's like, let's go over it. Come on. And Mm -hmm. so immediately she is now getting this mentorship that she desperately wanted. Mm -hmm. And so I love that we get that. Like they're going there. 
And then she's leaving the office, flashes her leaving the office, and she's recording a memo like, if I do this at the beginning of the article, it's obvious that so and so's going to die in the article, so I need to pull the focus back a little bit yeah. to make that a twist later on. And then she sees out the door, well, Charlie's there's waiting. Charlie. What's Charlie doing here? And dressed not in a suit. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, Kirsten called me because she... She she Sarah noticed. I was like, Kirsten set them up. (laughs) And I was like, that's adorable. And then they, he admits he's being a temp now because he no longer works for Rick trying to figure out what he actually likes, wants to do. Mm -hmm. And I, I, like, he's trying to find his passion. Yeah. And then he went from being like an actual, like, like an actual, like assistant to somebody. to like now he's a temp, which is even lower, even lower. And she she ends up telling he basically kind of asks for a chance with her and she's like you're awful you're this mm-hmm. you're this and he well, okay b- before yeah, that yeah before that he has like he he has this line where he tells her he's like i oh, like yeah. you so so much yeah, you're not understand. yeah you're not hard to get at all you're hard to earn it's so much better i, I love that, that. Yeah. One of my favorite lines from just about any movie we've watched. Yeah, right? It is so good. Like, I think, see, that's the thing. I remember the last 30 minutes of this movie. <laughs> like, the last 30 minutes of this movie is, like, really high score. Yeah. It's that first 15 that throws you off. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, yeah, and and so that's when she starts listing the things she doesn't like about him. And for a second, he's really, like, he's kind of crestfallen. Take, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a little taken aback. And then you just see his face change. Because like, he clicks. He, it clicks, and he gets what she's doing. And so he's like, you're bossy. You're this. Yeah. And she's like, and, and yet. yet. And then they kiss. I love the after credit moment. Because <laughs> you get creepy Tim again. And he's like, maybe I love, I love love. And and open space spaces too. <laughs> Which I have to say, I made a note because I didn't want to forget it. I was really, really hoping that it would like come full circle in some way and that we would have creepy Tim trapping them in an elevator. That would have been a really cute alternate ending. Like he was cleaning out his desk and she's cleaning out her desk. And uh-huh. he, yeah. That would have been like, cute. Basically, yeah. Like to have creepy Tim trap them in an elevator and make them work out their shit. Like, but I kind of <laughs> like... That may be an alternate ending. I don't know. But I kind of like that Kirsten's the one who does it. Oh, yeah. Because it gets Kirsten. It does. Number one, it shows that she forgives them. but it all, And it shows how how quick she is on the mm-hmm. uptake. Because she never, she saw them together twice. And that's it. Right. And then it also, like, gives her the, you know, the revenge, not really. Right. Of getting them together. And, yeah, I, I do enjoy this movie. Like I said, I've forgotten about the first, like, 15, 20 minutes of the movie. Because without that, it's so good. <laughs> like, if you just took out, like, the bikini wax and the the peeing in a box. Because I think what, why the manipulation doesn't bother me in this movie is because it doesn't work. Not really. Yeah. They don't get together. They don't stay together. So I think that's why, for me, it, it, it's forgivable. Because mm-hmm. they didn't, they, as soon as they realized that, or at least on Harper's case, as soon as she realized this was not what she thought it was, she was out. Yeah. Like, she, she did not want to put them... It's more like... I guess I always looked at it as, like, a friend setting you up and going, Here, go! <laughs> yes, they did it to benefit themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, as soon as she saw what it was going to do to Kirsten, she was less into it. Yeah. If that makes any sense. In my, At least that's the way I looked at it, I think. Yeah. I didn't I didn't love this movie. Mm-hmm. There there were things that I, mm-hmm. that I enjoyed and, like, that I very much enjoyed... Mm-hmm. The movie as a whole, not my favorite. I I will admit 
that I had had sort of like a reaction to some medication yesterday. Oh, no. And so I was maybe not in the best headspace to be watching the movie. Um, cause like I had been a little loopy during the day. So like I might, because of your feelings about manipulation, I can see this not being that kind of movie. Yeah. I forgot about that when I suggested watching this one this week. (laughs) Like I'm fine with it and I'm glad we watched it. It just, um, I, I really like the Netflix rom-coms mostly. Yeah. uh, Cause one we're not going to watch, uh, Sierra Burgess is a loser. I watched it so we didn't have to. Uh, I can't deal with the secondhand embarrassment, so mm-hmm. I can't imagine how bad it would be for you on certain yeah. parts. But there's a, there's a scene I literally fast forwarded through it the first time. There's nothing in this movie I had to fast forward through because it yeah. made me feel that awkward. The 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 elevator scene's close, but but Sierra Burgess has a scene like toward the end of the movie that's supposed to be like the climax of the movie that I yeah. can't deal uh, with. Yeah, and so the, so that I think the difference. The only yeah. like the only saving grace is that the elevator scene is over quickly. Yeah, if if they would cut that scene from the movie or alternate it and like like we said, not have some of the stupid stuff in it that's in it, it would be super enjoyable. It's like but, just just having the dude naked was funny. Like that would have been funny enough. It's the like. <laughs> There, there are always lines with comedy. Yeah. Very, 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 very good comedians and, like, comedic writers uh-huh. can walk up to the line and then jump over it and, like, come up with something great. Mm-hmm. This was not that. No, I agree. It's like this, this was like they went up to the line, like, gave a middle finger and then walked over it. Yeah. So, do Charlie and Harper make it? I don't know. I don't think they do. I don't think they do either. I think they have a chance. I mean, we always say yes. I'm just saying yes or no on a gut, not like, oh, they can't work through it. No, they could They could work through stuff and end up being together. But I could see them. I, I, think, I think they have the potential to, I think they have the potential to be, like, really awesome. Like, they could be a great, like, power couple, basically. Yeah. I think that Harper is just a little too, like, I, I don't think Harper is an adult yet. I think this was, she's getting there. Yeah, yeah she's getting there. And he may be a step in that. True. Like, because Charlie, like, despite the fact, like, you know, he doesn't really know what it is he wants to do, which, hello, that's me. Like, and I'm 34. Um, but, like, he, like he's a grown-up. Like, he feels like a grown-up yeah. person. Like, and not just because he wears, you know, suits to sporting events. It's just he has the air of somebody who at least, even if they don't have everything, they at least have some things figured out. Yeah. Harper does not feel that way to me. And so, like, that's a hard... That's well, a hard see, pairing. I guess for me, the reason I say no is actually different than yours, which is weird. But uh, I, because Harper has already found her passion and he has shown very little interest in her passion, I see that becoming an impediment to them. I think we... Does that make sense? Because her thing is sports and he doesn't seem to care. He didn't even know who Kirsten was. And that, like, that seems crazy to me. He didn't know but, who an attractive sports reporter was. But like, but, but because of the, the, they don't have anything in common anymore. That's more what I'm trying to say. Like, no, they well, no longer have a, work in the same building. They no longer like the only thing they have to get. They do have their past experiences, which is helpful and could work. But I think until he figures out what he what he wants, 
they, they might have a disconnect until he at least finds something he's passionate about. Cause he doesn't have anything he's passionate about, but her, I'm kind of afraid he's going to strangle the salamander. No, like, like he's no, going to see, I, hold her too I close. don't like, no, that that's never a worry for me. And to me, like we don't see him taking an interest in what she's doing. Uh-huh. Like in, in her, like in her being interested in sports and that's because he didn't have to at like at the time like because they they were colleagues they were coworkers like up to a point like until things changed like they were just working together towards a common goal he didn't have to be interested in sports i guess i'm trying to say like, i could see them outgrowing each other that's what i'm trying to right. say right and like and i could see that but like i'm I just don't think that they, I don't think that they work on like a foundational level. Cause like I said, even though he doesn't know what he wants to do, like what he doesn't know what he's passionate about and like to turn that into a career, but he at least feels like somebody who has himself figured out. Yeah. And that's fair. And Harper does not feel like that to me. And it's like that, that's where for me, I'm like, eh, maybe, maybe for the short term or like, I could see them like kind of going their separate ways and maybe coming back together later. Yeah. Like maybe I could see that, but just like gut check. Eh, I don't really think so. Um, so what do you rate this movie? Uh, I go, this is hard. I'm going three. I'm actually gonna go three, five. Um, because I think if you can get past that opening, it's really good. Yeah. So like there, it has a, really good points. There's a lot of it that I appreciate. Like uh-huh. there, like if, like to see, this is gonna sound weird. This is what I call like the perfect gift set movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, this is the perfect movie to see in chunks on like gift sets on Tumblr, and the whole um, <laughs> like Becca beating Harper about the head with the pillow and like yelling at her, like your first draft is going to be terrible, but like you have to sit down and write and then you go back and make it better. I have seen that on Tumblr and it's perfect. Yeah. Um, I think the friendships in this movie are really strong and that's not usually something you find. And so like, I, I enjoy this movie. Like I enjoy the bits and pieces of this movie. I enjoy the parts, but not the sum of the whole. That makes sense. And so that's why like, I'm going three. Like I don't overtly hate it. Yeah. It's just, eh, it's just okay. It's, it's an enjoyable thing. Like I would, you know, like I turn it on for background noise kind of thing, but you know, nothing that I just want to yeah, like rewatch all the time. It's not my favorite Netflix uh, rom-com. We haven't covered that one yet. Anything to add, darling? Uh, nope, that's it for me. All right, I have nothing else to add either, so that'll get it for this episode of Couch Buddies. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye! Bye! If you enjoyed this episode of Couch Buddies, why not leave us a rating and review over on iTunes? And while you're at it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us by searching on social media. We're Couch Buddies Pod on Twitter, on Tumblr at couchbuddies.tumblr.com, and you can email us at couchbuddiespod at gmail.com.